Hello everyone, welcome back to Style and Direction, a menswear podcast without the stuffiness. I am Ethan Wong. And I'm Spencer, baby! <laughs> you like this? You guys like this new one? Leave a comment below. <laughs> yeah, if you like uh, our new yeah. intro. Write it down Some Whatever you're listening to right now, if you've got a piece of paper, write it down. Just be like, I like this. Mm-hmm. And we'll know. And on the subject of liking it, I just want to remind everyone that to, uh, please leave us a, a review, uh, however stars you want. We prefer five. Um, but, you know, it really helps us out, the channel. Um, this is not a monetized podcast, so it actually it really doesn't really matter. We but pay if to you do think, it. Yeah, we, we actually... So, if you think about it, my blog is completely free. Um, I do pay for Flickr, but that acts as kind of more of like a photo archive for, I guess if people want me to take pictures for them but the podcast is a legitimate hobby thing that we do that we actually pay out of our own pockets for and we can't get um, a tax write-off no we can't unless we turn it into a company um i you guys remember i used to do an accountant or or i studied accounting um i don't remember anything about this so uh but yeah if you want to leave us a review that we'd really appreciate plus we might read them if you make them funny yeah or or totally if you well. add some kind of fun anecdote, we'll definitely uh, we'll we'll mention it. Anyway, so that. now that the uh, what do you call it? House? No, it's not house rules. Housekeeping? Yep. That was, what do you, yeah. Okay. That's about right. Now, there we go. Now that we've got that out of the way, we're uh, we're talking about a subject today that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. Kind of comes on the tail end of our spear point uh, pod and mm. the response to. Simon Crompton's um, symposium, which we also never really heard a lot about, so I guess it didn't ruffle anyone's feathers, or no one listened to it. So <laughs> we're good. That's cool. <laughs> but today we're going to be talking about menswear photography, specifically more of the contemporary ones, because if we talk about photography, I mean, uh, there's what been like two hundred years of photography history about something like that, something like that, and uh, I am definitely not equipped for that conversation but we could we could you know we could talk about our favorite photographers uh historical ones later on because um spencer and i we like to be a little cultured we we know a little bit about maybe we don't know about art but we like looking at it (laughs) yeah my work has a lot of uh random ass like photography and architecture books that i like to read when things are slow so that's fun i mean yeah um so that's what we're talking about today because it's a very um it's a very important thing in like, you know, the world of social media branding, marketing and all that. Cause it, it's the main way you sell clothes technically, right? Like this is, um, we have, we have a blog post about this. So you guys can you can go in the show notes or the, um, not the show notes, but it actually has its own blog post. It's not like a, uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, bullet by bullet list or whatever it's a real essay that i spent a lot of my time writing mm-hmm. uh, because this is something i hold really dear to my heart um so for a little bit of a brief uh, intro um i'm a photographer spencer takes my pictures uh when i'm around and i need someone to take my picture and i don't have a tripod yep. for me um but it's been it's it's a little bit of a hobby that i picked up i don't know maybe like I keep thinking three years ago because I keep thinking like, oh, I'm, that was college, but college was five years ago. <laughs> How time and flies. Yeah, it's got wings. Red yeah. Bull. Uh, check out our sponsor. Just kidding. We're not sponsored by anybody. Okay. Hey, um, Red Bull, <laughs> you want to sponsor us? Because <laughs> we drink you all the time. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolute vodka, speaking of. Yeah, sponsor um, us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep reassociating stuff. <laughs> keep reassociating until what? We're going to throw spaghetti at the wall and see which strand of spaghetti sponsors us. I really hope someday. I, okay, what's the big ones? Lisa Mattress, Blue Apron, Squarespace. Stamps.com, but they just, some just happen with them, right? Where they don't have a deal with the, the post office anymore. So, Whoops. so I guess Scott Ockham is not going to say, I'll see you not at the post office. Yeah. I really, okay, on a side, so on a side note, I really want us to get a sponsor so I can improv a damn ad. I really, mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this moment. Anyway, yeah. so, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, Spencer, you've known me for a while. If you know, if you have any questions about photography or like my history, feel free to bring them up. Okay. But, um, well, I mean, so, it says, so it says in the article r- right here, the draft, yeah. I get to see it before anybody, uh, that you first, you first got into photography, uh, well, kind of like your, your dad had a had a camera right yeah first introduction to it 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I, 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 <clears throat> I say Asian dad because I'm so used to, I see this in an article, like, you know, you go to church, you go to a birthday party, and, like, there's a dad, there's an Asian dad there who's got, like, not, like, a little point and shoot, he's got, like, a fucking DSLR with, like, zoom lenses, you know, I, my dad was never a trained photographer, and I'm sure a lot of these other dads were, were not as well. Mm-hmm. God, that was a weird mouthful to say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, I was always around photographers and photography, you know, just photo albums and everything, you know, going to weddings. It's kind of like a thing. I th- I'm pretty sure, you know, there's some stereotype about Asian, you know, tourists with, like, you know, the big cameras. But that's kind of the reality. I'm not sure culturally why. Maybe we just like, you know, capturing memories or whatever. Um, but I kind of grew up with that, but my, uh, my focus when I was in high school and early college was I was into film. And so and this was like before you got into fashion. So you yeah, yeah, this is just, it's totally separate. And I got, I begged my parents and my grandparents. I'm like, Hey, can you guys, I want I want a DSLR. Cause I remember watching a make me bad <laughs> 35 video yep. where he was talking about how he makes it. And I noticed it looked like a digital camera. And he called it like a DSLR, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, Dad, <laughs> this looks like your camera. And he's like, yeah, it's a Canon, uh, but the newer Canons have video co- uh, video capability, but mine doesn't. I'm like, well, whatever lets me do both, I want that. And I got a T3i either for my birthday or that Christmas back in like 2010 or 11 or something like that. You know, it was a cheap or camera. I think it was like $500. Mm. Um, the body's like 300 comes with like a lens, you know, came with the whole like, you know, oh, you get a t- two batteries or something. And but I only used it for video, <laughs> and it was like I had like the I had nothing, no idea about fucking f stop or or focus or anything. And then this guy Alvin, shout out to my high school classmate Alvin, he got a camera too. And I remember like we weren't like we weren't really friends, and I doubt he's listening to this. He's always been really cool, um, but he and his friend Daniel, another one of my classmates, they started making movies at the same time I kind of started like a YouTube channel. But instead of making really dumb heroes knockoff stuff, he they like they made like pretty good stuff. Yeah. Like almost like Freddie Wong. Like this is like the height of Freddie Wong time, by the way. And Freddie Wong also used cannons. Um, but that's when I learned, like I was like, hey, how did you guys make it look so blurry? It looks like a real movie. And they're like, oh, it's... Uh, it's called f-stop like we have this lens that has a really shallow depth of field and i'm like say that again but in <laughs> english <laughs> yeah. we and speak english doctor yeah yeah um but then i got a 50 millimeter lens same thing that they had and that was my first ever kind of like professional like non-stock lens because i had the original one but yeah the kit lens had a a 3.5 f-stop and we're not going to get into the whole physics of cameras but this one was way better it had the cinematic quality and i continued doing films and video stuff uh until college where i started to develop an interest in fashion thanks to my love of of uh, of vintage menswear which we've covered mm-hmm. before and i made friends with this guy named tim who is now a freelance photographer he works for urban outfitters you know he shoots hot models all the time shout out to tim um and he told me, hey, if you know, if you're going to take this fashion thing seriously, you can't just keep taking phone selfies of yourself or or whatever. Like you ha- you have a real camera, you have a good lens, you should fucking use it. So even when you first got into fashion, you were still not, not thinking it's like, oh, I could use my camera to document my outfits. Yeah, I, I guess not. Hmm. And it, yeah, it yeah, was. Because I remember when we first met, like going through your Instagram, we still had some photos of just like mirror selfies, stuff like that. Which I'm yeah. sure you've like culled from your Instagram now, but I mean, yeah, I think I archived everything or I deleted them, but yeah, it it took a while for me to kind of develop that, and um, I, I I in my head it's always been Tim who pushed me to do that, um, but I you know I started Are using it more maybe a couple of my friends from my church also started using a a camera and. I lost you for a second. I can't. It, hear it just what kind you're of came and went from there, and I would just kind of copy what I saw from Tim. He he got me off of using manual, or not got me off of using auto, which is a big step. Um, yeah. So it was it was an interesting experience. So even when you first got into fashion, you like weren't using your camera to document outfits, right? Yeah. Um. I I might have. I you know the, the timeline is really fuzzy. I. In my head, every time I tell the story, it's always been Tim's comment to me that kind of got me started. Um, but 
either way, I definitely did start using it because I would post those pictures of uh, of me in that like strip mall at my church, mm-hmm. and those had like a a good amount of like bokeh bokeh for those of you not knowing is like the whole blurry. I could be even calling it wrong. I'm not. I'm a real photographer. I say that many times in the article, um, but that's kind of how it started. Like I started taking pictures at church. Um, you know, my church is in LA. It's kind. You know, there's a lot of long hallways, so it looked kind of cool if you use a lot of depth of field. So it can. It was kind of like my first, you know, attempt at like trying things out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and again, this is probably 2000. 2010-2011 around that time. So were you I doing that him. for just like your vintage outfits when you went to church or was it just for like your, your regular stuff too? I think it was just for church because I had actually I actually had someone to take my picture and I think maybe that's why I'm remembering it differently because Tim told me that about like my regular day-to-day outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know we, of course yeah because yeah, I remember when we when we first met like you would have these yeah nice photos of like vintage outfits but then regular outfits where you you were wearing a beanie and look being like, look, I'm a teenager too. It was it was all just mirror selfies. Yeah, I mean that's probably just you know luck of the draw. And only today is when I was able to start using a tripod to take mm-hmm. better pictures of myself. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my history with photography. You know, it's it's very amateur. It still it still is. I did not go to school for it. But the only way it actually developed from being kind of like a really really bad amateur status to whatever it is whatever you want to call it now is when i started looking at menswear like when i got Mm -hmm. into menswear that's what got me into photography because like i said earlier in this in this episode it's such a big component of the menswear industry oh yeah uh, classic menswear because uh, i mean it's all it's yeah it's all visual medium like, no, no, yeah, no, it is. Which is the which is the big difficulty when we're doing this podcast is like we're talking about something that doesn't that you have to see. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, photography, even like illustrations, have always been a big part of uh, menswear. Exactly, and you know, I think you know, blogs started in what two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or whatever, or even mm-hmm. a little bit before that. You have the you have the whole stuff with the sartorialist, but my specific. You know, the thing that got me like, okay, like I got Tim to push me to actually, you know, use my camera. But the thing that got me to like hone it was Articles of Style. Mm-hmm. And Articles of Style, for those of you who don't know, started out as the style blogger TSB Men, um, Dan Trepanier, you know, he would blog about clothing. And he had the big move of hiring a steady, like a committed photographer just for him. And mm-hmm. Ale- that's Alex Crawford. And Alex Crawford, I, I met him. Super cool guy. I told him like, "Hey, by the like when I met him when I was featured, f- f- oh, Jesus, like four or five years ago in 2015, um, I was like, dude, like this is so cool." And I asked him what he was editing with. He's like, "Oh, I use Lightroom." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I use I use iPhoto, like <laughs> the basic Mac application that l- lets you like mess with like saturation." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he was he was really good. You know, he had it was like the beginnings of what I call like. Or not beginnings. I had like spades of what I call influencer style photography, where you know it's very, you know, Alex is really good, and there's a lot of bad influencer photography out there, and I guess by bad I mean mediocre because it's it's very like you know a guy drinking coffee, sitting down, you know. But Alex has, I think he went to school for it. I think I'm pretty sure he went to school for photography, so his stuff is very well thought out and very well crafted. You know, you compare it to like the stuff on you know, like Blake Scott or any, in any teaching men's fashion. There we go. Let's talk yep. about that where all the pictures are kind of like, you know, they've got like the perpetually raised eyebrow DreamWorks kind of thing. <laughs> like, Oh, well, like you caught me while I was drinking my coffee or, or something, you know? And in, it, it was, I was seeing all this at the same time. And I noticed that there was something really cool about what Alex was doing. It was very different. You know, you could still consider Dan Trevanier like an influencer back in the day. And he still is. Um, but, there's a big difference between like artistically driven photography and like content for content's sake, which is kind of what other people technically do. Yeah. I think even even Jose from Teaching Men's Fashion says he goes to IKEA like two times a week just to take pictures because of how many different settings there are, so you can like pump out <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, that's a little a little too much there. Because um, I mean, going through the article, it seems like a lot. I mean, this is obviously not everything because you go into a lot of detail about lighting and yeah. composition and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, just talking to you and reading this article, it seems like m- one of the main things that you always have problems with is how people are posed. 
Oh um, yeah. And be, so I mean, you talk. You know, we're talking about these influencer shots, and we mentioned a little bit with like raised eyebrows or like holding a cup of coffee, but everything looks very uh, fake. It's like you know when you, if if like you know those account those bot accounts that follow you that are like dapper men only, and it's all dudes in like really tight suits, like, and they're uh, like grabbing like their chest like like uh, like Bane or something, you know? Yeah, or like looking out at the distance, covering their eyes, stuff like that, and it and yeah. none of it looks real. Right, you know the thing I think about it is so you know if blogs took over, you know two thousand six, two thousand seven, and didn't get popular till like two thousand nine. You think about who was big in that time. You think of Tommy Tin. You think of the sartorialist who started shooting street style pictures, and that's what made it. And then uh, you know, of course, guys sensing an opportunity here, they would try and emulate that kind of vibe with their. But it's like you know, it's curated. It's like it's it's just them, right? Like you, mm-hmm. for example, if we're using Jose as an example, like it would just be all Jose, and. Of course, the sartorialist at Pity at Milan will have these guys walking down the street talking on their cell phone, looking cool, because that's literally what they're doing. You know, they're going to meetings or whatever. But then as a regular dude, you don't really do that, but you you emulate it. So I think that's what happens to it. You get a lot of these guys trying to emulate the candid shots, but then it it comes off as posed because it is compared to an actual candid. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know what it is. I mean... I can't really knock anything too much about it because these guys, like Jose has got almost a million followers. You know, he's very influential. You know, you look at Mariano Divao, Blake Scott, all those guys. And it's all the same thing. And I, I, you know, obviously people like to consume it, but it's definitely to me content for content's sake, you know? And I, I mean, even articles of style who I've been around them and, and, and you and I too, we, we shoot sometimes with two, like, you know, two or three outfits a day just because we're talking about something, you know, and we just want to have it and we just want to have it just because yeah. we, we want to talk about it. And I, I get that, but there is still a big difference between what Alex Crawford did and what the rest of the other photographers do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sad. I'm, this is more of like a, this kind of goes, I'm, I guess I'm a Bruce Boyer and this kind of thing, but it makes me feel sad when, um, Lots of people nowadays are photographers, and I appreciate the de- democratization of photography because otherwise I wouldn't be where I am today. But I feel like the taste level is a little bit, the bar is set a little bit low, and mm. a lot of people can become photographers. And in fact, I prefer people taking iPhone pictures than DSLR pictures that are edited to look like an iPhone picture. Like, I feel like that's kind of a weird, like, you have a piece of, you know, a good piece of technology here that can, you know, give you a really artistic image mm-hmm. um and i'm biased because i guess we're going to move to the next point here when i discovered guys from the armory and b and taylor now this was completely different than alex crawford and you'll see that in the article because actually i don't know how to how to say it because you know i, I remember you know when i was going through ethan newton who is a bryce lens used to work at the armory um ethan's ethan newton is not a professional photographer <coughs> I have been told that many times. Kenji says, oh, Ethan's an amateur, whatever. But the pictures that Ethan creates are so incredibly beautiful that it is baffling to see. Like, it's it's crazy that he's not a professional photographer. And if you go through, and I include the, I, cl- I include this, uh, this quote in the article um, where he talks about the art that inspires him and he talks about Vermeer. Mm-hmm. And when you, I put two pictures together and like, you can see the similarities. You can see, you know, next to the window, the, the somber colors dramatic and lighting shadows, stuff like that. Yeah. Dramatic shadows. And it's, it's very, it's artistically driven and almost, it's literally, you know, trying to emulate a Vermeer painting with photography, which is insanely beautiful. And that, when I found that on Tumblr, you know, I, when I was scrolling through hashtag menswear and I'm like, whoa, like, yeah. this is so cool. And because, I mean, it just looks like, you know, th- this article is so many pictures. And just yeah, good w- luck, once guys. We, once we get to this section, uh, all those photos just look so different from, from everything you saw before, which is, you know, like still it's very bright. It's very posed. And then, I mean, uh, obviously there's posing in a lot of these, the portraits. Yeah, of, yeah, but th- yeah. But for the most part, there's no pretense other than I'm trying to show off my outfit. It's not like, look, I'm at a bar drinking a glass of whiskey. It's like... Yeah, and even I'm, then, you know, yeah. with, with the dramatic lighting, I feel like the outfit, like, it's like you took a good picture first, and if it shows off your outfit, like, the, the both components are there. <clears throat> but what I find out with influencer um, photography is that the focus is always going to be the outfit, like, format. Like, it's got to be, you got to see everything because you got to tag everything. But, like, 
when you look at Ethan stuff and, and being Taylor with um, Chad, uh, Chad is the focus of the pictures, but I think his brother Chang is the one who takes the pictures. Um, you know, like the, 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 the lighting could be like super dark. Like you could, you know, maybe only make out the sport coat. Maybe the pants are out mm-hmm. of the picture. It's like, you know, three, f- you know, rule of thirds or it's a Dutch angle or there's one which is super cool where it's like a foggy window and all oh, you yeah. see is like the guy's face through the, th- like, you, yeah, you can't even see like the outfit. Yeah. But it, it's so like, it's so cool. And it's, it's so interesting. Like, yeah, you know, like these guys aren't doing it for, for money. The, you know, first of all, they're posting on Tumblr and I don't even think Tumblr is a monetized, like they've never, they've never been monetized. Um, but like th- these guys are wearing like their own clothes. They have really nothing to gain from showing it other than, Hey, f- go to my store if yeah. you are interested in it. But you know, it's, it's so like, so much said, like the, the difference is so striking. And mm-hmm. that is what like, that's when it hit me. I'm like, Holy shit. Like I, I want my pictures to look like this. And that's, you know, and if you look at like my articles from like 2015, I'm like, I'm like next to a window all the time. I'm like, I'm not smiling. I'm not even. Lo- I'm like, like just kind of looking down. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the influencer thing. It's like me trying to emulate what they're doing, but I, I would still argue that mine isn't as natural as it is today. Even though today pictures are still, uh, are still posed. And but so, you how see, long? Yeah. How how long after you started? menswear photography did you discover this uh the the like the style of uh, this would have to be the ending like the midpoint of 2015 okay uh the mid like mid mid 2015 like starting grad school because that's when the blog changed from being like about vintage to being about like the armory and and Mm -hmm. tricks and everything and like yeah, that that's when it started to I started to hone it, trying to see okay, what exactly is, is the deal here? Like I think that it wasn't like about filters or anything. It was just about like lighting and using the camera as an as like an avenue and, and using lighting to try and get the the desired picture. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's like a little bit of vignetting. I don't know if these guys edit their their photos because um, again, these guys aren't professional photographers. They're literally guys who work in these stores, like like Chang for B and Taylor. Just, I mean, he's never really photographed because he's just around his... It's a family-owned shop. He's just there taking pictures of his brother or his staff guys yeah. just hanging out, you know, on a slow time. Uh, when you <coughs> when you go on the Armory, um, I think, or on Mark Cho's personal Tumblr back when he had one, they asked him about his pictures and he goes, oh, yeah, we used to just come in really early and turn off all the lights and just use natural light. Or if if a client was gone, like, we just... If, we've, if there's a lull, we would do that. And, you know, like, that's what got me thinking, hey, maybe I can just turn off the lights and wherever I am that way yeah. it's all natural I don't just, have to worry just about Barry, Barry Lyndon it dude yeah so you know, that's what that's what got me to kind of just study photography more in the terms of like you know how do I get it to where I want it to be and you can see the shift and the blog um, you know not just in the writing style because now it, it was more of like the armory but like just in, in terms of photography the somberness and everything mm-hmm. and yeah, like I, I became less concerned. Obviously, there are times when I need to show off the full outfit because I need to show what I'm talking about. But it became more about making a good picture than just taking a picture to share the outfit. Yeah, you know, it was like I want, I want this to be artistically driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, t- yeah. Uh, so today, what I mean, what would you say are some of your your biggest influences? Because in 2015 and 2016 maybe it was a lot more like the the armory and stuff like that but now it seems it's like you've kind of developed your own style yeah um, you know, yeah you know if we if we move on a little bit i may be talking about drakes will help answer this because you know <clears throat> like okay so let me let me let's go back a little bit so the armory kept doing that whole thing um i think until ethan left I think in like 2015, like, I mean, at the same time, I think he already left at this time. So I was, the reason why I was discovering is because I was going through the entire archives of Tumblr, like everyone's Tumblr. And this was about the time when Drake started kind of popping up on like the greater menswear scene because they started evolving into ready to wear shirts mm-hmm. and, and sport coats. And you know, one of the biggest influences for this later half um, and, and, you know, and going to the, the mod like you know how how i take pictures now it's when they started hiring fred castleberry to do their new york mm-hmm. pictures 
And, you know, it's it's so interesting because Fred Castleberry, for guys who don't know, I bet all of you guys do know. It's only me who never knew that he was ambassadorly prep. I never even heard about ambassadorly prep or remembered it until like very recently when I was researching Fred. Um, but yeah, Fred, we know he was a wedding photographer. He started a blog and his style, you know, obviously there are some stuff he does which are kind of somber. You know, it's not to the extent of the the Vermeer style that Ethan does, you know, or that, that B and Taylor did, but it was, you know, it has like spades of kind of influencer ish esque kind of photography. Mm-hmm. But when I was listening to his podcast, he references that he loves Bruce Weber who did the photography for Abercrombie and Fitch from like the nineties to like the two thousands where like the, it's the iconic shirtless white guys, you know, the prep, the quintessential prep look for Abercrombie and Fitch. Like he yeah. shot all of that. And Fred does his own spin where, you know, it's instead of black and white, it's all in color. It's very, it's kind of silly. You know, he's always like jumping around, you know, it's not as like GQ as like, um, I don't know. Like to me, GQ has always been like jumping up, wearing like, and like pointing your fingers and, you know, doing mm-hmm. something really silly. But like, like Fred has a kind of prep aesthetic to it. And then when he moved to New York and started shooting, I mean, I I'm sure he moved to New York before Drake's, but when he started shooting for Drake's, it had this kind of, it just feels like New York to me, which is, oh, yeah. which is super cool. Like, and I, I mean, mean it he, helped, I, he, yeah. he obviously incorporates a lot of the, the, like, I guess architecture of New York into it, or I, that's not the best word for it. But in one of the photos that you labeled, this is so New York, it's like, let me scroll back up to it, but I'm pretty, yeah, well, it's Alex it's sitting a- on like a USPS box. that has been like graffiti to hell. And in the background, it's like whatever mercy. Yeah. Brownstone buildings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you, you know, they they use, like, photo booths, you know, mm-hmm. like, the uh, little stairways. Like bookstores, stuff like that. Yeah. Subways. And, and it, it's so cool because, you know, you get... It's so it, it's it's kind of like the influencer shots of guys drinking coffee, except it's more... Like, I guess the thing is, with coffee, it, that could be anywhere. That could be your local one in L.A., could be the one in New York, could be wherever. But when Fred does it, it's always, like, this is, like, New York. Like, it's it's the, it's the like, it's this deli. It's this mm-hmm. particular... It's the Met Steps. It, it You know, it's so it's so iconic. And then it's them... I'm sure part of it's posed. You know, I'm, you know um, when I was talking to Chase, I think the best stuff is always when Fred makes them laugh or Fred says something kind of weird and they, like, they kind of react to it, which is, you know, spoiler, something I kind of do sometimes. Um... But you know, like yeah, it, it's so, it's so wholesome. I guess it's very, you know, it's 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 different than the, than the somber Vermeer portraits, but yeah. it's still artistically driven. And I mean, it, one of Fred's favorite things to shoot is, of course, the uh, the the dinner. Yeah, the eating picture. Yeah. I I wonder if there is a quote from him about that. I always think like it's kind <coughs> of like. It's real life. Like no one takes pictures of people eating because I I think he did have something about that where he was like, this is people like, yeah, like you said, it's like, this is, this is real. Like this is people at their most real when they're eating. Yeah. Those lines. And so I think, and it's really defined Drake's photography. Like it, it makes, it made Drake's have its own voice Mm -hmm. in the whole menswear thing. Because I, I say this in the article, when you look at the armory and then you look at brands kind of who came out inspired by the armory. A lot of the photography is very similar. Obviously, it's not the exact same thing, but you get the whole somber mannequin. You get the guys looking down, kind of sad boy kind of poses or whatever. Hands fisted their pockets, their ties all askew, you know, and people follow that. But Drake's is kind of new where you don't see a lot of it right now. I mean, yeah. I, I think some brands have started the whole eating thing. I know Bergenberg had one where maybe not eating, but they're it's like a dinner table and they're like, you know, they're drinking wine, kind of having fun. But I, I, to me, that that kind of has spades of of Drake's mm-hmm. where Drake's has, you know, you're wearing like it's like a close up of a guy holding a pizza. It's like cropped and then you see like his Drake's tie and just hashtag Drake's, you know, it's kind of like a cool kind of a cool thing, you know. Yeah. And I mean, my, and then, I think, yeah, no, you can go on. No, I was gonna say it kind of. There's also the whole like American Apparel kind of maybe yeah. vibe to it, where but you know it's like of, flash and whatever. One of my favorite shoots that they did was like the spring summer collection from like last year, the year before, something like that, mm-hmm. when it was in Rome and they just had their model, like, <laughs> like he he like took a cheesy picture with some dudes pretending to like in Roman centurion costumes, like one of those cutouts where you stick your head through stuff like that. 
So it's all yeah. it's yeah, it's all very it's all kind of silly. It's not like it's like oh look how cool we are. It's like we're and I think fun. yeah, and I think that's why you know Michael Hill is such a is a guy such so connected with art. You know, of all the stories I hear of him, he seems like the coolest like creative director ever. Mm-hmm. You know, he instead of gi- gifting influencers. <clears throat> Um, shirts it's always like his favorite London based artist and then they always shoot the artist in that Drake shirt painting mm-hmm. or something that's super cool but I, I'm not surprised that he picked Fred because he knew that you know this was going to be a good idea like to kind of create this voice and it's kind of translated on like every other photographer that they use has a, had a, that kind of same silly Drake's vibe yeah. even though they're a different photographer it, it's still very different you, know, you look at um is it is it James Harvey Kelly? I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me look it up. J- yep, James Harvey Kelly. Like he's one of the ones that Drake works with, and he shot the recent Lanzarote ones. He also shot the Rome ones, um, and the, they're still silly. They're still fun. People smiling, eating food, but you know they're a little bit different. But it's still within that same theme. That's very real, very interesting for Drake's because, as a whole, I feel like the fashion industry in general doesn't do anything like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you a lot. I think a lot of people for for photography, for fashion in general, they tend to look at magazines. They tend to look at very stylized shoots. They look at, you know, I think we, you know, there's a there's an advertisement for Isaiah back in my store, and it's like you know a girl kind of like dominatrix, you know, in like a very fancy hotel room, sitting or standing like with one leg on a guy's chair right in between his crotch, and he's wearing like you know very tailored Isaiah suit, and I feel like that's what most people think of. You know, when they think of menswear, like photography, f- you know, um, for like high end brands, I mean. And, cause, and I mean, for like, like you, like yeah. you said before, it's like a lot of a lot of them are thinking about even if there's like a, a silly situation going on that yeah. you see a lot of in like suit supply ads or the ad that you just mentioned. They're still like being like, OK, the focus has to be that the clothes that they're wearing like that has to yeah. be like the first thing that that you have to make sure you can see everything about that. And even then, Sue Supply is also kind of a weird one because their photography for a long time relied on really sexualized ads. Yeah, we'll probably kind of, present that later. Yeah, but yeah, um, but then yeah, going back to Drake's and everything, you know, it's it was it's so different. Like I can't imagine seeing. I'm gonna burp. <laughs> nice. I can't. I can't imagine seeing like this kind of photography in a magazine. Like it's mm-hmm. so it's kind of irreverent, you know, and. It, it's such a testament to like you know the kind of small menswear subculture that we're in like that we're that a lot of these guys who are in this have good photography skills and or, or know how to curate that you know um a lot of the, like geza or, or sorry geza eyes or jerry mm-hmm. from uh from new zealand you know he has very beautifully taken outfit of the day shots and even though they're they're repeatable they're easy like it still looks very cool it's not like just standard like what it is you know like like a like a typical wannabe influencer from like menfluential or something yeah and anyway to go back to your question from earlier i think all of this has kind of like informed my my photography style because nowadays i mean some you know i think that when people call drakes or when i say it, it's more of like the vibe of like a guy being say like eating food but mm. my style kind of takes cues from everything i really love a lot of um dramatic lighting um depending on the mood you know um, and uh, keeping people as natural as possible. Either I either want them smiling or being serious. I don't want anything kind of in between. I don't want them to act like what you know. Like I don't want them mm. to act fancy. You know, like to me, serious is kind of more of like a neutral expression. Yeah. Um, n- as opposed to like like the DreamWorks eyebrow or <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as I as much as I have to shoot portraits for people because some like people like Spencer or um other other friends like they want the full outfit so they can share it you know and talk about it i always love the candid pictures that i take of people i always love kind of always darting around at events like just kind of while someone's talking take a picture of them holding like their beer or oh and usually as they're adjusting something those are my favorite photos of myself that you take yeah no yeah i mean the one i posted of you uh i'm gonna say today but you know go back you'll see it it's spencer wearing like his uh his rugby shirt like that's more of like what i like to take like even yeah. though like I'm, I'm taking a picture of him he's adjusting his rugby you know and i, I really like that kind of thing i think um, i think one of my all-time favorite shots of me that he took is um at friendsgiving 
and it's me and Jay just like laughing. And it oh looks, yeah, dude, I and I put that in the thing because it's one of my favorite pictures too. Yeah, you, you guys looks, can see. It looks great. Thank you. Yeah, um, you guys can see all my favorite pictures because at the end of this whole article, I put in what I believe to be some of the best ones I've ever taken and, or, mm-hmm. or at least the ones that make me happy and that I'm proud of, you know, some of them are portrait stuff that I've taken of myself. Some of them are super candid, you yep. know, <coughs> and you know, you can see a lot of the influences, you know, from B and Taylor, but also Fred Castleberry, um, Drake's armory, all of it kind of combined, you know, like some of them have a kind of like a yellow tint because Freddie Castleberry would kind of do that, you know, kind of got mm-hmm. that kind of, expired film look or whatever some of them are super dark and they look like ethan newton's stuff that he would take when he would literally go into the morning to shine his shoes and take a picture you know and it it just kind of for me i mean if i'm getting a little personal like i always think it sucks because like i always love taking pictures of other people but it's so hard to get some taken of me like it's kind of also why like i'm guessing mark cho has a lot of like phone selfies on his instagram because he's the one taking pictures of the armory all the time Mm mm-hmm um because yeah it's kind of hard to make a candidate of yourself because you know you literally can't do that and you know my friends thankfully take pictures of me when i ask them to and i'm also very grateful that they're able to learn and kind of develop like i mean if you look at spencer back like when we first started hanging out taking a picture and you look at it now like spencer has a really good idea of what i'm kind of looking for Mm -hmm. same thing with mj same thing with scott like everyone kind of gets gets it now and it's it's cool that this weird hobby of, of menswear dressing up has led to me developed an actual interest in photography because oh, yeah. like, and now I'm like, Hey, I like keeping up with different photographers. I like going to art exhibits and seeing how people take it. Like we just went to, maybe not just, but a couple of weeks ago, I went to an Anne Leibovitz um, exhibit retrospective of her stuff uh, when she was in the Rolling Stones, oh, the magazine. Mm-hmm. Actually, she took pictures of the Rolling Stones too, but <laughs> she uh, she was for the magazine. She was more of a photojournalist back then, as opposed to a portrait photographer she is now. And it's just amazing to see. And I'm I'm just like, I think the appeal here is that you're getting menswear uh, in real life, you know, like in in the form of candids, as opposed to a fully posed shoot. Yeah. You know, I, I when Spencer and I were watching recaps of Influential because we like to uh, see what's going on in the world of uh, menswear YouTubers. We just have to know what's going on. Yeah, um, you know they have they have these guys who do these photo shoots, and you know while the pictures are nice and clean, I feel like you know they're always like, okay, a guy's gonna walk down this cool brick road, and like they take like ten million pictures of a guy like walking and take like putting on his sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's cool, but why not take some when you guys are hanging out or like, or during the event, you know, or, or something that's kind of a bit more real, you know? Yeah. I, I always like those a lot better. And, um, and those, like Spencer said, those are often the best ones of, of himself that I take or uh, all my friends as well, you know? And so I figure now we could talk about some other, like I had a couple other things and you sent each other a couple links. Um, were you ever influenced by like, uh, as I mentioned earlier, before photography was as simple as it is now, uh, illustrators were often used. So, were you are you influenced at all by like J.C. Leandecker, Lawrence Fellows, any of these like early menswear illustrators, or have you? Is that is that something that kind of developed your like eye when you first started looking at photography? You know, I I think it kind of is. I you know I, when when you look at the. Um the very early stuff. I, I guess I didn't have a lot of, of like 2013, 14 pictures of myself, but you know, yeah. I think I got the idea of how to pose mm-hmm. at the very least from those things. Like, you know, like standing straight, kind of like at an angle. So you can kind of see the profile of the person, but also like the full outfit, you know, hand in their pocket. And, and that's what a lot, a lot of Lee and Decker pictures are kind of, yeah. or, 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 um, uh, Lawrence fellows, mm-hmm. you know, and then fellows definitely had a lot of, casual people hanging out stuff and yeah i never thought about it like as much as you know maybe, maybe it did um but i i definitely know that for a while i started to look back at the old um maybe not the glamour photos of hollywood stars but more mm-hmm. of the the behind the scenes and the cat and the, and the really fun ones i definitely now I still look back at those and like, okay, I really want to emulate that. There's one yeah. picture I think of Jamie Stewart where he's like kind of, he's leaning back into a chair, but like he's sitting at it like at an angle and he's blowing smoke directly up. And 
it's not in the article because it's not really like a modern menswear picture, but it's really good. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, por- portrait pictures are always going to be cool because you get to control the most out of it, even with lighting and the backdrop. And, um, yeah, I mean, so on the back, I, I don't know about as much as um, how, how much illustrations affected me maybe at at the beginning but not as much now it's always going to be photography and it's always going to be i want to look like like this like if we look if we talk about our style as cosplay of sorts of like bryceland's the armory drakes i always think that my photo my my photography is always going to be me trying to do this but in my own way yeah and so what do you think about like you know if we're going to go back to like more advertising based photography we could talk about things like uh, like Ralph Lauren ads, which often, I mean, those were definitely like posed and stuff. Yeah. But it, it was more like, you know, obviously Ralph Lauren is famous for kind of promoting like a lifestyle. And so a lot of it is like less focused on the clothes, more on like, look at these preppy people. You could be one of them or like old J. Crew catalogs, which all mm-hmm. a lot of them looked like kind of like just family photos of an incredibly preppy family on vacation. Oh, you're asking, like, what do I think about lifestyle? Yeah, what do you think? Well, what do you think about stuff like that? Well, I mean, I think that today, more than ever, (laughs) lifestyle photography is kind of what's going to... It it goes in two forms. It's either lifestyle or portrait photography. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you could even argue that the Armory's portrait stuff is technically lifestyle. You know, you're in a beautiful building. You know, they, they, I think Mark Cho has, has something somewhere where like it took, you know, he's, it's, he's very picky over like the, the type of wood and the, uh, the furniture, you know, mm-hmm. in the store. So it's an interesting question. Um, well, I'm not sure. Cause I think both the portrait style photography and the lifestyle stuff have a place in the social media marketplace, whatever you want to call it. Um, cause they both accomplish different things. And I think people will always want to, you know, associate themselves with like, you know, with that kind of, like you said, like, I want to be that person. Um, yeah. it's the easiest to sell because again, like Instagram, one of the biggest platforms now is not really so much as you're not, it's not like a magazine. You're, you're not, you're not going on it to follow, like to, to be like a specialized feed, right? You're following things that you just like. And so when you see a picture of Drake's, you know, um, you, it's it's easier for you to be like, oh, that that's totally me. I could totally be at this pizza place eating pizza, wearing my cool sport coat, as opposed to seeing like a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with his Tag Hauer watch, like you yep. know, just kind of like. And we've all seen that picture, like in GQ or whatever, you know. And you know, but then they, they each appeal to a different thing, and I think that the Tag Hauer picture could work if that's what you like. You know, there's sometimes where I feel like I really want a somber portrait because i want it for artistic sake and then sometimes i'm like hey mm. i'm out eating tacos let's take a picture because it's kind of fun <clears throat> you know so you know i i like both i think they both have a big thing and i think people especially i mean i i like taking both um but i think lifestyle i think is the most accessible to people i just wish yeah. that people or photographers who are getting to the game would do it because i feel like you know I hate to be a jerk, you know, again, like, it's it's really hard. I just listened to a Blamo podcast where Jeremy Kirkland was like, oh, I think the reason why people like to come on my show is because I'm not mean. I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not mean. <laughs> but, you know, the thing with a lot of photographers, I'm not going to name anybody other than Jose Zuniga because he's big. Um, but, like, you know, I feel like not only is it just content for content's sake, but I feel like it's not... When things aren't artistically driven, it's very mediocre. And... I'm I'm not. I mean, you you know, you compare me to all these other like studied photographers. Like, I think Milad Abedi, who has done stuff for like Bergenberg. Like he said, you know, he used to be an architect. Mm-hmm. Then he got like another degree in like photography or something like that. Like these guys have studied are studied photographers. I am not those people. Um, yeah. But you know, there's there's always this kind of reverence toward art and trying to create like a, it's it's supposed to be like a beautiful picture, and there should always be a voice behind it. Like, like I said, like even though James Harvey Kelly and Fred do the fun pictures for Drake's, it's still fun in their own eyes. You know, James Harvey, even, even both of them tend to use a kind of like film (coughs) format where they put the picture inside of like a, like the, like a developing real thing. Mm -hmm. But even the way they do that is both totally different from each other. And that's, what's kind of cool as opposed to a lot of these other influencers where a lot of the pictures just kind of look the same. 
like the only difference is maybe the subject but then a lot of influencers now have a beard they're very chiseled you know they're <laughs> drinking their coffee they're holding their whiskey yeah. cup or whatever um it, it reminds me of the discussion we sometimes have about film students and how all of them when they're first starting out think it's like i need to make a really dramatic movie about like aids or something and it's like usually they end up being uh kind of bad and tasteless and yes. it's like you know if you had just made like a comedy or something or something that you like thought you could do instead of something that you thought you had to do because it's important it would have turned out a lot better yeah and i mean that's i mean and we, we always say like this is no way of like you know trying to squash their dreams or anything but it's more of just making making a film that's creative <clears throat> and and interesting the same thing i, I talked about the same thing with film scoring you know a lot of people feel like they have to sound like Hans Zimmer and I think the best stuff from Hans Zimmer is when Hans Zimmer decides to sound like Hans Zimmer like mm-hmm. like Batman like that is so cool but when you get something like I don't know the Mortal Engines where that's a loud sneeze um, <laughs> you get something like the Mortal Engines where you know there's there's opportunity to create like its own sound but it just sounds like Batman or, or how Sherlock kind of sounds like Rango or Pirates of the Caribbean like mm-hmm. it's not you're not you're kind of defaulting you, you have an opportunity to make your own voice even if it's similar you know like pacific rim could sound like pirates but like pacific rim has a very you know a very defined sound very defined aesthetic and you yeah know, thank you for listening to ethan's score podcast <laughs> but um but yeah it's kind of like you just have to create art and be and kind of be proud of it i feel like a lot of and I can't speak for them. Maybe I'm just assuming things just like Bruce Boyer with assuming people don't like the guy who is dressed like a surfer. But to uh-huh. me, it it's more so like like art, you know, be proud of it. And if you think of it that way, I think you, you can really see it as opposed to content for content's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like what you're saying. It's like you should try to find something that's your own. But um, I mean, everyone starts somewhere. I think this is. This is the yeah. This is the way you, I think you came about it. You use use photography that you already like to kind of build the vocabulary, so you can start you know doing it yourself. Yeah, I mean that's how it works with everything. You know, like a lot of people when they start dressing up, they say, you know, it, it's it's one thing. Whenever people ask me this question, I think we talked about this before too. When they say, oh hey, what should I buy? And I'm like, I don't know what you should buy. But if you ask me, hey, how do I dress in this style? I can give you the, the items or I can help guide you to that. But I can't mm-hmm. tell you how you should just do it, you know? Yeah. And so, and hopefully at that, at, at a certain point, just like Spencer and me, like we talked about in, at, with our inspiration <laughs> article or uh, recap or whatever, we, you know, when we first started, we kind of dressed as like a, a straight up cosplay, like Spencer did straight up like a 50s casual outfit. You know, I would do the other stuff and um it would end up you know now we have our own casual style like we have we have that down and we it's different you know we still take cues from workwear americana but it's still our own and Mm -hmm. hopefully when people get into photography or you know start shooting whether you're an influencer you want to be influencer whether you want to be a blogger or you're starting your own brand it's okay to kind of you know take cues from something else but then start developing it yourself and 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 you know have your own identity and i think that's what i yeah. did with mine like i mean unless you want to argue that straight up fred castleberry which you're not wrong it's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in certain points um but yeah i mean i, I really would love to see a, a lot more better photography especially in the in the mental mental space i mean that's a bit harder i mean it's kind of like why all their youtube videos are kind of the same um <laughs> like um i think i i always say that brock and um I think Brock is probably one of the best men's or YouTubers out there and his videos are edited like a lot cleaner and a lot nicer compared to some of the other ones like, you know, real men, real style or Aaron Marino. Um, and I think it's cause Brock has a little bit of an artistic eye behind it and you mm-hmm. can see it in his execution. Okay. Um, so if someone did want to get, you know, this might be, this might go back to your uh, last thing where I don't know what you should get, but if someone did want to get into photography, maybe just for portraits and menswear, oh, what yeah. would you say are a couple things that they should have? Definitely. Um, I get this question asked a lot, you know, and um, hopefully that this article and this podcast comes out at a good time because <laughs> a lot of people keep asking me about photography. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I am no way a professional photographer. I have been paid. I am, I did not study any of this. You know, I, I'm pretty sure... If I were to talk about the physics of cameras, I would get so wrong. Um, mm. But, you know, you typically want a DSLR or now a mirrorless camera. Um, I've never really used a mirrorless. Um, 
it really kind of just depends on your comfort level i've been using the same camera for about four years and before that the the t3i for about three to uh, three to four years again and you know a lot of people when you start out you feel like you need to have that kind of shell depth of field to make a good picture but i think that the first thing you should do just like with with clothes you should have a steady source of inspiration you got to look at the images and be like okay this is what I want my pictures to look like. Just like with the outfits. I, this is what I want to look like. I want to look like 3-Roll 2. Oh, I want to mm-hmm. have natural light. You know, same thing. And you have to, you know, it's a lot of, because it's digital now, you have a lot of freedom just to take as much as you want, save the two that work, and then edit those and, you know, get the one. And, yeah. you know, I'm always a Canon guy. I think Canon's really durable. But any, any camera will technically do, even your phone. I mean, I include some pictures that Arnold Wong of a tire house takes and his stuff is very dramatically lit you know he's got a great eye for it um on his instagram it says all photos taken with iphone you know so it's it really doesn't really matter what medium you use fred also has an article about how to take iphone pictures but it's more so the photography and and the style like i mean Mm -hmm. the, the, the photography style i mean is what i'm trying to say like 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 spencer and i could both have the same navy blazer but we'll both wear it differently to in our own way and that's the more important part and that particular quality is something you can only get by being inspired by other people you know if you want to take the you know if you want to be like an influencer you got you take it like that you you have a lot of bright stuff it's out in the street or whatever you want to do it like the, uh, the portrait way you do it with a lot of somber light um but yeah, like, you know, just be very conscious, learn as much as you can. That way you learn the, tech, the vocabulary. That way you can kind of know what you're talking about or ask intelligent questions, you know, mm-hmm. just like how it'd be stupid if we went up to, uh, to, um, Ethan Newton was like, Hey, this jacket's made of like a, a wool, right? And to be like, yeah, of course it is. You know, it's just what, <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, learning, learning a little bit from that, you know, I, again, like I said, I don't know everything but I at least know some of the components of a picture and of the camera to kind of think, Oh, Hey, what shutter speed are you at? What lens are you using, you know, to get that kind of image. And then mm-hmm. Lightroom is, I think the industry standard by now of how to edit pictures. <coughs> they have, you have apps, you have uh, yeah, there's Lightroom app, there's ViscoCam app, you know, and again, it's all about experimentation, just like with, with clothing to kind of get what you like and to get a, an image that you're proud of. Cause at the end of the day, Again, just like dressing up, I want you guys to walk out or in this case, export your picture and be proud of that image. And, yep. um, and yeah, I mean, you know, some days you'll feel like copying out. Like there are some days where I feel like I'm definitely like, eh, like this is a whatever picture, you know, but I try as much as I can to have a picture that I'm proud of. And that, and that's why the article is so long because I, you know, looking back, I tried to go through, you know, the three years of the blog when I started actually shooting other people and not just myself. Like I was like, wow, there's a lot of great pictures here that still Mm -hmm. stand the test of time. Like they're not too firmly planted in like any particular era, you know, of, of my style journey, you know, and yeah, you know, make your own presets. Uh, I guess if we're going back to the stuff, like I have my own presets with Lightroom. Um, I I started out with like you know the free ones or whatever. Then I as I edited and started doing it, I made my own you know trial and error stuff for different lighting, um, and uh, I think that's it. I mean it's kind of just yeah. you know you're I I, I like shooting. I, I again I use a Canon T f- uh, not T I use a Canon five D six D actually, you know one more D penis, um, and I use a thirty five millimeter lens. It's different than the fifty. It's a bit wider. But it's it's more helpful for me to capture a lot of the action. I don't do a lot of like zoom stuff because I don't do, um, like action street or event photography. Even though I might get some mm-hmm. just just in case, you know, because I I do some freelance photography very rarely. Um, but you know, you do want to have something with a shallow depth of field just to give it the kind of cinematic kind of look to it. You know, not doesn't have to be too much. You don't have to go to like you're not doing like a macro of like a close up on like a flower, which is usually like, I think on every like camera box, it'll show like the power of like of the zoom or of, of the F stop. And it'll be like a picture of a flower. And it's like, look yeah. how, look how zoomed in this is. Um, but yeah. Um, if you have that, you have a good camera, you know, a more modern one. Again, lots of cannons are still perfectly usable today with a good F stop camera. I think that's, uh, 
you'll be in good hands with that kind of hardware. Then after that, it's kind of just editing and and experimenting and taking pictures. Trial and error, just getting good at it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, quick shout out to my friend John John Huang. I say Huang, but his name it's Huang. Um, okay. He is a he was a photographer. He still is technically, but he is more of a videographer now. Um, he and Tim kind of both pushed me to kind of do more photography, and and uh, they're really great guys. And I wouldn't have considered even you know using my DSLR camera that I had uh, for film, and and you know I wouldn't have had the idea or been pushed to use it for photography until I talked to those guys. And, yeah, uh, just imagine an alternate future where Sweet Expresso doesn't exist, but you're like part of like Rocket Jump Productions or whatever. <laughs> hey man, that used to be the dream, you know. Yeah, Freddie Wong was so cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know that's that's kind of what it is. And if there's any theme. To, again to this whole podcast and to the article in general i think that you know artist artistically driven pictures is kind of what is best and it is what is the is the, the coolest thing to look at mm-hmm. you know um again it depends on your on your audience and i'm sure all you guys are it's kind of like preaching to the choir i'm sure all you guys are on this kind of side to it i don't think this is as uh, widespread as uh i don't know the unbuttoned podcast quick shout out yeah. to the cavalier and and brock um, but yeah, I think that's everything, right? I yeah, this is going to end up being else. one of our our sh- shorter episodes. I don't know exactly what we clock in at because, uh, spoiler alert, we are recording, like, this is like three parts yeah. that we're going to be editing seamlessly together. Yeah, you guys but, don't even I know mean, the difference. <laughs> but yeah, with, photogra- with photography, it's like, you know, it's it's hard to talk about it on a podcast where you can't see any of it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, that's why you guys are going to go look at the article, which is this is linked to. There's a lot of pictures in there, a lot of yep. great stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think I'm going to close out here by kind of listing off let's, let's, um, list off some of the photographers that I like now. Um, so if you guys want to give these guys a follow, that would be really cool. These are guys that are photographers, and they're also really well-dressed people. And so they, mm-hmm. they can kind of inspire you in many more ways than one. Um, but Fred yep. Castleberry, F.E. Castleberry, uh, for Drake's. Um, James Harvey Kelly, um, Milad uh, Abedi. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is on that list? <laughs> um, do you talk about? Uh, uh, oh, JKF that, man, uh, and, Jamie uh, Ferguson, Spangle. Oh, and Rob, yeah, Rob Spangle. I mean, Rob Spangle, Rob Spangle, Sartorius. Those guys are more of street photographers. They're a little bit different than the whole branding thing, but that's still a very that's important fair. thing to look at. You know, yeah. I mean, I could you could even say it might be more impressive because they have to take it in like a split second, you know, as a person's mm-hmm. walking across. Because I think he describes himself as like a photojournalist. He that's what he'd call himself rather than like I'm a I'm a street street there, that, that's and that that's a better term for it. Because um, uh-huh. yeah, like you're literally you know you're journalizing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. But um, yeah, you know, Jamie Ferguson. Um, who was one of the first people to uh, to be the photographer for Drake's. I think he studied photography. I'm not sure. I, I could be totally wrong on all these people's stories. But he used to work for Drake's, and he would take pictures for the Tumblr in the free time, and eventually he decided to go out on his own as a freelancer. And look at yeah. him. He's shooting for the rake now. He shoots for a bunch of other stuff. Super cool. Um, okay. And then you look Do at all the brands, you know, the uh, the anthology. Oh, uh, uh, um, Lil Fatty. Um What's his name? Oh, that's Charles Yang for the anthology. Yep. He's he's the anthology Taiwan's um, photographer. Really cool stuff. Really great. Probably one of the most recent ones that I've come across. That is, uh-huh. um, again, really really cool. Um, he's super nice. Yeah. Um, and it's weird. I know that a lot of these menswear guys. We didn't really talk about this too much, but everyone has a good eye for photography it is insane i don't know what it is about the visual medium of art you know it's kind of you could also argue that a lot of these men's guys are also very cultured you know they like the finer things in life you know they like whether it's obscure rock or you know obscure jazz or whatever to obscure uh photographers and uh and artists you know it's it's a Mm -hmm. weird kind of thing that i guess which is why the lifestyle um, aspect plays into it so much um, yeah. Because menswear, you know, if you're into classic menswear, I guess specifically, you tend to like a lot of these uh, these different aspects of art and culture, which I think is super okay. cool. Do you want to talk about any of your favorite like historical photographers? You know, that list is starting to get longer each time I discover more. Um, yeah. 
Bruce Weber, I mean, uh, RIP, not really RIP, but he's a little bit of a, little bit of a weird legal area right <laughs> Pro- now. Problematic fave. Problematic. <laughs> but his, his photography, you know, is, is, is really good, you know, even if you can get it off of the, uh, the shirtless white boys and everything. I mean, yep. fo- photo style wise, it's really good. Um, and uh-huh. Leibowitz is uh, one of my, like both, both the portrait stuff and her photojournal stuff is, is really amazing. Um, and there's like a couple, there's a lot of other ones. I like never know the names, but I have like their photos oh, yeah, saved. Same. Like, you yeah. know, like, uh, who's the one for the, the depression? Who is it again? Dorothea Lange? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Like, yeah. The, yeah. I was going to say, it's like a lot of photographers I like, but I don't know many of their names. I'm just like have them saved and whenever i want to look at more of their photographers or photographs i'll just search by image and find their name yeah i think in the future we could talk about more of like you know historical menswear like even if it's not for a brand like there's still a lot of great menswear in old in old photos but if you want to if you want to just here's some stuff that i like these are the the few that i know off the top of my head uh walker evans who is another photographer uh for the for the uh, wpa during the great depression um, and also, I, if I recall incorrectly, I've uploaded like one or two. Yeah, I've uploaded one or two photos of him on my Instagram because he had great, very kind of slouchy style. Um, oh, yeah. Like there's a fantastic photo of him wearing like a chambray work shirt that's just like completely stained with like, uh, I don't know, f- f- photo fluid, <laughs> like developing fluid um, <laughs> with the photo fluid. Back then, I mean, you know photography because it wasn't as democratized like like everything back then was kind of artistically taken because you had to have the right lighting to do film like you otherwise you just wouldn't have it you know which is why it's so cool when die workwear would post like you know pictures of like pablo picasso portraits taken by or i guess snapshots candid pictures of of picasso taken by um Uh whoever that person was (laughs) but um yeah but like that that's what's so cool and i think that emulating that that sense of candidness is a word um or spontaneity i think is super cool that again is largely mm-hmm. missing from the greater fashion world you know yeah but you could argue that drake's and and the armory and whatever keep keep that kind of keep that stuff alive and then there's uh william eggleston yep. who's a photographer he started he started like i don't know probably in like the 40s or 50s and i believe he continues to this day but there's there's a great uh, book that we have in my store that's called like Before Color. That's a lot of his early work. Uh, Vivian Meyer, who our friend Doug has talked about, but she's she's pretty famous because she was like a, I think she was like a babysitter or something or in Chicago. Maid, I think. Yeah, and then it's and then she she had a gigantic collection of photographs that she never shared with anyone, and they just found after she died. Um, and then, of course, you know, like Stanley Kubrick, went before he was before he was a director in the in the '40s, took a lot of really interesting shots of uh, like New York, which I just think are very cool. You know, I think again, you know, if we're tying in the theme here, I think in general, it's great to have lots of sources of inspiration for photography. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's you know looking at the brands <clears throat> or looking at these actual professional. I mean. They're professional photographers on both, but like even old school photographers and emulating yeah. those ideas because those ideas are, are, are timeless. Like you can't go wrong looking at like a, you know, inspired by an old Da Vinci or, or what, or what have you, you know, and, or Vermeer, Rembrandt, whatever, like art, you know, art will always inform other art. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what's, that's what's super cool. You know? Yeah. It's not, you know, motel art. <laughs> Exactly. What's that for? Is that an office thing? <laughs> That's from the office. That's when they're at Pam's uh, art gallery. Oh, well, you know that's kind of how I feel sometimes. So yeah, you know. Um, well, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this kind of discussion and uh, into photography and in menswear. Um, again, this is a subject that I hold close to my heart, and you know, it's it's a, it's developing every day because this is kind of like like photos yeah pun intended um you know because like i think this is like my if we're speaking personally um it's probably my my biggest artistic expression you know after clothing and right before like music which is you know something you'll probably never hear on the podcast unless we have a great let's talk about random interests and you know spencer and i talk about film scores and spencer can talk about um movies i guess you know yeah so 
yeah, it's it's a really cool thing, and I hope more more of you guys kind of get into it, and I hope you guys enjoyed it because you know a lot a lot of you guys message me and. It's cool to see that you guys are interested in photography because it is a fun mm-hmm. hobby, whether it's with your iPhone or, you know, and heck, man, there's a, there's a whole art form with even iPhone pictures because I, I really love oh, how yeah. the uh, how the Drake guys have like kind of or even like Dick Carroll will have kind of like blurry, slouchy, really lazy, not really lazy, but, you know, kind of like they're iPhone pictures, but there's something artistic about them, too, for some reason. I don't know what it is, um, but it's really cool. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys get to develop that. Um, yeah, leave a leave a rating again. Uh, it'll help us out to make sure that this is a good investment of our time and our money to keep doing this. If you guys still like this, <laughs> uh, feel free mm-hmm. again to email us or message us on Instagram. It is style and direction, all spelled out, uh, at gmail dot com or on Instagram, and you guys can you know let us know about any of the topics you guys want to talk about any questions you might have because we could do a Q&A thing eventually if people email us enough or message us enough um, yeah. you can find my Instagram at Ethan M. Wong I'm at Spencer DSO and you know that'll do it I'll see you guys never at the post office <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye